right, so um, starting back up here on the podcast. Sorry, I had to get it back. That sucked. Um, so we lost half our podcast. So anyways, anyways <laughs> one thing that I was going to say was what pro prospects do you see leaving on the defensive side of the ball? Do you see anybody getting taken? I could see I could see Reed going. I could see Reed going. Um, he's a hard hitter. He's a guy that goes to the ball. Um, I could definitely see him going. Um, I mean, you got Diedrich Young. I don't know. He got invited to like some. Uh, Did he invite to a senior bowl or something? Some sort of pro, uh, some pro camp or something. I don't know. I don't see him being. I don't see him being a, a guy that makes an impact in the NFL personally. Well, um, he's, I think he's got a lot of work to do. Unfortunately, Mick was hurt most of the year, so he's probably. Yeah, I don't know Stoltenberg. He's he's somebody been might take prone. a chance on him. Uh, maybe signing him. Yeah, maybe after the draft or something. But uh, yeah, I'd say Reed. Yeah, Antonio Reed might he's be just our best. one of those hard hitting safeties. Yeah, but you saw like the uh, Ricky Thanars or uh, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. There's been a couple guys throughout the years. Yeah, but I think I think Reed's probably our best guy on the defense that could uh, that could make a difference. Uh, Miles Jones, that's right. Thanks, Dalton. Miles Jones was the running back. Miles Jones, thank you, Dalton. Yep. Um, but anyway, so I, I think you know there's a lot of guys that are going to make a big impact uh, on the offenses next year. Um, do I think Foster or Farmer get drafted? I'm gonna I'm gonna be very blunt here, Farmer. I don't think so at all. I don't think he has the talent. I don't think he has the skill. Well, I, he has the heart. I don't think he's a center. No. I mean, they basically told him he was playing center. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he was playing the right position. Um, but I also don't know. Like I said, I don't know if he has that that skill. I mean, it, it is interesting because if you look at it, I mean, there's there's some Nebraska offensive linemen that are in the league right now. Spencer Long. Yeah. Um, some guys that I I wouldn't have necessarily thought. Yeah. Would at least maybe they'd get a shot, but wouldn't stick out. Yeah. And. You know, guys like Jeremiah Searles and stuff like that. That that's still our plan. So yeah, th- maybe somebody will sign them. Maybe they'll earn their their way on. I don't know if I see either one of them getting drafted. Though. No, I don't, I don't either. I think they got great leadership potential, but I just don't know if the skill level is there. Uh, good question, Rusty. I, I just I don't know. I, I think they they might get a chance to you know go to a camp, but I don't know if they're gonna actually get drafted. Um, Dalton asked earlier about Adrian Martinez and Bucks could use mix. Yeah, Bucks about Adrian's. And I feel uh, like you're. Miles Jones would be a great slot receiver. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, Dalton asked about Adrian Martinez's draft potential. I, you know, I think you saw a lot of freshman mistakes this year. You saw that happen um, in more than one game, and some of the games late. You saw it against Iowa. You saw it against Michigan State. Right. You saw it against um, you know, a lot of the second half of the season. So, is he draft potential early? I, I think. I think teams in the NFL are going to have to want to see more and more improvement this next year if he's going to leave us early. His, Junior year, I'd say that would be probably his yeah. possible potential to go early. Yeah. Because we talked about it, I think that junior year, he could potentially be a Heisman finalist right. or a Heisman winner if he continues to improve and does what, he's, what he did this year, but it builds on that. The thing that he still did, even down to the Iowa game, is when he gets under some pressure and he could just – roll out and run he tries to make and sometimes he even does run a little bit but he'll end up throwing it he tries to make he tries too hard to make a play instead of taking what he's given mm-hmm. take the four yard gain or throw it away or throw it away yep he tries to force it takes a sack or, or he takes a sack yep so 
Yeah, we, we saw him a few times this year, and that, that's frustrating to watch because, you know, you think, man, just throw the ball away, throw the ball away, throw the ball away, and he takes a sack. Or hey, you got to see him just run four yards and yeah. get out of bounds. Yep. Take and, it, and, take it, and, and it's were, second and six instead of, yeah, you know. And there were times where he could have ran when he decided to try to pass it or force something in, and and, and those kind of mistakes. So those are, those are things you can see on video, and you grow as – once again, he didn't play last year, so this is his first year playing in two years. He's pretty good. And he's still, he still broke a lot of records as a freshman. So um, I think you got to take that positive and think that I don't think sophomore year, junior year – I don't know. I hope he stays four years, but – you got to remember, we also have McCaffrey coming in, um, who's a, a good quarterback. That if he did leave junior year, we do have McCaffrey that can kind of take over that spot. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about um, our recruiting, our 2019 commits. So we got um, Omaha boys, uh, Chris Hickman and Nick Heinrich coming from Burke. Uh, really, really big commits there coming in. Uh, better than Jamal Lord. Hey, I like Jamal Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, then you got uh, Darren Chase coming in. You know these are guys I think can make an impact right away. Darren Chase and Bryce Benart, absolutely. I think those guys are going to play right away. Uh, Nick uh, and Ronald Tompkins, I think Ronald could potentially play right away yeah. as a running back. Once again, I think we're going to be more. Uh, we do recruit a lot of running backs, but I think Frost offense, you're going to need that, and you're going to need them to play kind of like Mo Washington did in the swing pass game and oh, the, yeah. uh, the wheel routes in, in the pass game. And I think we can see more of that from our uh, our guys coming in uh, that are running back potential. Have two of them in the backfield? Yes, uh, I think we can do that more often. We did it a few times, but we brought Spielman in instead of a second running back. And I think I think that will change as we bring in some of these more skill, some of these skillful running backs, even though we had Zigbo and Mo. Um but we got Luke McCaffrey coming in. We got Tompkins coming in. Um, Jackson Hanna out of Tennessee, linebacker. Um, I don't know if he's potential to play right away, but he's someone I think you might see a little bit next year. Um, maybe early on, maybe in some of those maybe. games where we're maybe uh, winning really big, hopefully, might see him in the field as well. Some special teams and stuff too. Uh, Ramir Johnson out of New Jersey. I think that's another running back that I think is yes. going to make a big difference. Potential to be kind of a slot receiver, kind of like a um, – uh, a lot of the guys we see in the NFL, uh, Amendola and those guys uh, that play the slot, uh, Beasley from the Cowboys. I mean, those slot receivers that can do those crossing routes, those short routes, those out routes to the sideline. Um, I can see him doing that as well in the running back position. Uh, we got Jamie Nance. Uh, we know what he can do. I've seen a lot of film on him. The dude is fast. He just flies through people. Um, he's out of Oklahoma. I see Jamie Nance making an impact right away. I do see him being, um, you know, potentially even fourth wide receiver. Uh, I see him being out there quite a bit. The polo is fantastic, Dalton. Sorry, my Cowboys won on Thursday, and they've won. <laughs> they've won what nobody thought they could do is winning three games straight, and uh, they're going to get whooped by the Saints next week. I'm aware. Um, Dedrick Mills, once again, we talked about him. Dedrick Mills, talk about a guy. Watch some film on him, guys. He is He's one of those guys who's going to come in and make an immediate impact. I think he, he could potentially be our number two running back next year. Um, I think him and Tompkins, I think they're going to have a, a kind of a fight for that position. Um, I see Ramir Johnson – maybe being put at a different position man there's a lot of guys that <laughs> are gonna have a hard time fighting the yeah. field unless they uh yeah you're gonna see a lot of red shirts out of guys that have a lot and, of and that's and that's not a bad thing no that is a good thing yeah and i think a lot of them are gonna learn a lot next year um desmond bland uh another guy on the offensive line that i think could make an immediate impact i mean we have the need for it we definitely have the need for it and he's a big dude desmond bland i think can make an immediate impact on us as well um, Garrett Nelson, man, if you saw him, in oh his, man, he's a beast. <laughs> he's I a mean, beast. he's a beast in, in Nebraska State football, but yeah, um, he's a big kid. He's a big kid. I, I mean, if you watched the game and you didn't know who he was, 
and you you heard that you they, found out real fast, and you heard that they had a Nebraska commit on their team. Yep. You would have found out in about three plays who that was. Well, yeah, he did throw up the bones real fast, too, on yes. a sack. <laughs> um, but Scott did run over with that game. Um, <laughs> and then he had, uh, he had Masai Newsom, uh, another guy, that uh, defensive end. That, let me tell you, defensive end, he's out of Iowa, by the way. Uh, defensive end is something we've talked about more than once, is we need someone crashing from the side. We need somebody crashing from the, the defensive end side. And I think um, I think someone like Messiah Newsome, even Garrett Nelson, putting them on the defensive end and making an immediate impact, I think we're going to see that. So I think we've had we had success of rushing from the outside, rushing the quarterback. Whether it's a linebacker or a DN, we need someone with that power to get there. And that's where, you know, it's – it's going to be a battle to see which mm-hmm. uh, which coaching group ends up with uh, Cam Jurgens because they, yes. they want him for D-end, they want him for tight end, they want him for yep. center or some this, type of O-line. This ain't high school. You ain't going to see him play both sides. I know, you're ball. not going to play both sides, so we'll see. Um, let's see. Yeah, he does have – yeah, so Garrett Nelson definitely has a – he does have a motor. To yeah, I mean, he plays Class B state football yeah. in Nebraska. So, I mean – But, hey. Sorry, uh, Garrett Snodgrass out of York, another um, Class B, out a lot of, of York. potential athlete. Um, if you watched the state championship last year, which mm-hmm. I did because Scott was in it last year as mm-hmm. well, they did end up losing to York. Um, he was the quarterback. Uh, I think his dad's the coach. Yep. Um, but he was a good, very good athlete. He was a very good athlete on defense. Uh, so I mean, I, I don't know what position they're planning yeah. on playing him at. He's an athlete. I think but, he's got a lot of potential. Yeah. Uh, Dalton mentions uh, talking about 6'9", lineman. So Bryce Benhart. Benhart's definitely going to play right away. I don't think there's any doubt that that kid's going to get in the weight room and he's going to make an impact right away. He'll play. Because he's signing early. Uh, he's huge, yeah. I think he's signing early. Yeah, he, he probably will. He committed and he's probably going to sign early. The kid is a lot of potential there. That's the thing. I do like the early signing period because you don't give teams time to come in and snatch some Sweet, of these guys. Yeah. I know it kind of works the same. We don't mm-hmm. have time to go out and do the same. Yeah. But you get the kids you want for sure. Yep. And you sign them. You sign them. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, we got Quentin Newsom, uh, safety, and Miles Farmer, athlete, both out of Georgia. We're getting some of these Georgia boys. Georgia boys we man. know we're getting and speed. We know we're getting that's talent. That's just like Caleb Tanner. He was a Georgia boy that was committed to Georgia. Yes. Uh, and Miles Farmer was a big commit this week. Um, a lot of people, or this, I think it was over the weekend, I think, uh, maybe early last week. But he was, I mean, that's a big commit for us. And I think uh, that, that's going to be exciting. You got Tony Fair, another boy out of Arizona, defensive tackle. You can see him make an immediate impact as well. I think he's going to find some early playing time um, on the defensive side of the ball right next to the uh, Davis boys. Yeah. Um, Ethan Piper, another local guy out of Norfolk, Nebraska, defensive tackle. Maybe not an immediate impact. But um, yeah, I think he's a pretty big boy too. Yeah, um, I just don't know if he'll play right away, but I, yeah, I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll get some playing time though. Well, and the good thing about these Nebraska kids that commit is that they they've dreamed about playing for Nebraska. I mean, yeah. I I would certainly hope. <laughs> I I think that most kids, if they commit to Nebraska, they've dreamed about playing for Nebraska. Yeah. Their whole lives, or since they started playing football, since they started watching football, whatever it was. So even if they don't necessarily earn a spot on the team, they are busting their butts every day. Yep. They're pushing the guys in front of them. Maybe they do. Maybe they do earn time. Maybe. I mean, you see some of these guys like Gifford and Foster that do end up starters. You come in and work so hard. So you come in and work hard. It helps not only their chances or. 
the, and our team's chances of being better, but you push the guys in front of you so the team is better. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, Matthew Anderson, um, Michael Lynn, and Javin Wright. We know Javin Wright's going to get playing time. For um, sure. So, once again, we have not only the guys that are returning and the guys that are potential starters next year, but we have so many 2019 commits, and we're not even done yet. We have a top – we have a uh, – I mean, 19 – some people say 19th rank. Some people say 22nd. But it depends way, on which side you look we're at. We're in the top 25 on the rankings. We are potentially going to get guys like Drew Mathis out of JUCO uh, committing as well. Um, he's got a couple more visits. If you listen to the interview, he's got a couple more visits coming up. Um, he went to TCU this last week uh, against Oklahoma State. Uh, actually – Did they win? Did they win? I think Oak State won that game. Good. If I remember correct, yeah, good. Um, but I actually know, I actually know someone that works for the um, uh, down in Fort Worth for the Star down there, and he's he was covering that game, and uh, so him and I connected talking about Drew Mathis. Anyways, um, so uh, Drew Mathis is a big guy, linebacker who can make an immediate impact as well at JUCO level. Um, can really come in and make an immediate he's somebody impact. Somebody that I really hope, and not just because we talked to him, it was cool talking to him, but I really hope he, he commits. Yep, uh, Dalton, Dalton. So I don't know who this. Uh, this booster is, and who said it would top 50 commit, but if we got someone that flips to Nebraska, that'd be big. We've also seen a lot of guys. How um, quick. We've also seen a few decommits lately from from teams like Florida State and Georgia um, that could potentially be guys that we go after. Um, no, TCU did one. Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch that game. Um, oh, well. But, yeah, I, I think uh, we've seen a well, lot of guys decommit and, and some guys leave programs um, well, just recently. True. And that is something that they're talking about big time is that transfers mm-hmm. they're going after we're going after transfers yes and whether that's juco transfers or guys transfer from teams or um grad transfers whatever yeah. whatever the case might be um they're going after it hard and i like it yeah um what was i gonna say uh gosh i don't know what i was gonna say okay well whatever <laughs> it'll come to me um but yeah i mean this is uh oh, i'm getting warmed on okay so I, you might just have to tell us but either way i i think you look at next year, not only our schedule, but you look at the guys that made an impact this year, whether they played full-time or not, that are going to be playing next year, some of them full-time. I just I get so excited, and I get excited anyways, even after we lose a game, just knowing what we can do. I think next year I'm really looking forward to seeing more so what our defense can do. We've seen what our offense can do. We know what our defense, the guys coming into play, we know what they can do because we saw sparks of it this year. Yeah. Guys like Caleb Tanner and Cam Taylor. Very hard to say back-to-back, by the way. <laughs> um, and I, I know I've been obsessed with those guys this year, but I see so much potential in those guys uh, and these other linebackers like Doman. We saw so much good things from him this year. Um, and then you get guys like a Drew Mathis coming in potentially and committing to Nebraska. I just I get excited because I know we can come and I know we can get to that 90s defense to where we were dominant. We were mean. Yeah. I want to be a mean defense. That's why I didn't mind the trash talking the other day against Iowa. We want to be mean. You don't, you, don't get, you don't win championships without being a little mean. Right. got to have an edge to you. I know what I was going to say. You were talking about we were talking about transfers and different things and decommits. I know I said it before, but with Colorado losing their coach, maybe we can go in there and snag a, a you know a kid or two from the Colorado yep. area that that may have been 
or was considering Colorado, absolutely so. absolutely and you know mckenna mentioned earlier she she really hates colorado and really hates that we lost them this year we're gonna beat them next year yeah, i just have no doubt new coach um they are gonna lose some guys but overall we're a better team than they are i think even though it may not have shown in that game we played them but yeah also for a game i think of the year. It, i think it did show in that game we played them i thought we were better than them yeah and i, I think we're gonna just destroy them next year uh in colorado so yeah um anyways i i like I said, super excited for next year. Um, two average guys isn't going anywhere this year. We're going to stay on the committee yeah. uh, commitments. Um, you don't want to count your chickens before they hatch. Okay, so you're going to – let's see. You're going to keep it on the down low. All right. So is defense more than just sustain, sustaining the score? Good record numbers breaking in games. It's a good, over it's the a end good of point. Our offense, only call. Okay, so I, I don't want to be – on the era of offense, like the Oklahoma, like the like the Big Twelve. Yeah, I don't I mean, like it. They they're talking. I was listening to something today, and and it was you know here's numbers of it was this is what it was. They said snaps in a season mm-hmm. were like way up that we either had gave up yeah. both yep. more than when we were in the Big Twelve. Yep, and there was. I mean, that's there's more plays yep. that you'd think. And so, said, you know, maybe football is kind of just going that direction. And I know they've made rule changes so that guys don't get injured. Yep. And you, you have the more safety of the players. It is a little bit more offensive-oriented today. Yep. But you still see these SEC teams that have dominant defenses. Yeah. Uh, dominant. Well, so, like <laughs> two. Yeah. Uh, but you see a Michigan that has the best defense in the country. Yep. And yeah, they gave up 62 points this week. Everybody bends and breaks here and there. But I would like to get back to yeah. a defense like 20 or 2009 or whatever it was. We had a terrible offense. Yep. But. And, I, and I think we can. I think that comes with talent. It comes with depth. It comes with talent. It comes with the weight room, the strength and conditioning. We all know, we heard from uh, multiple people, including guys that had inside looks into Nebraska last year and the last three years, is the guys were not forced to go to the, rate, to the weight room. It was, hey, if you decide to show up to the weight room and do your strength conditioning, fantastic. But they didn't right. care. They didn't push them. Scott Frost saying that, I've never thought I'd say this, but we were not. We were getting beat strength and conditioning-wise against Iowa, and we can change that. To me, that means these guys that are playing now and guys coming in are getting their ass kicked well, in the weight room. And how many, new pl- how many new players do we have this year? 50? Yeah. I mean, how many new players are we going to have next year? Yeah. And then if you add the two together, how many new pl- 85 players? Yeah. So, so you look at guys that are going to cut it, guys that aren't. In a year and a half, two years? Yeah. So they're, bra- they're, trying, rebuild. they're trying to build the depth. They're trying to build the and talent. that's what she said here. Needs depth. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah, Get guys in. Maybe you redshirt them. Okay, that's fine. They put on some weight. Yeah. You get them faster. Yeah. So I, I think uh, I think that's going to be a big thing to focus on in the off season is these guys coming in, the guys that are currently there. How do we get their strength and conditioning up? They're bought in now. Yeah. If they're still here, they're bought in and they're going to play and they're going to well, want to play. And I, I hope there are kids because I, I think especially with the offense that they want to run, it, it's flashy and it's fun yeah. and it, it's attractive to recruits i would think yeah and i mean shoot we got adrian martinez and they were here for what how many weeks yep so um i think that will be an attraction now the big thing is kids nowadays they want to play right away we're gonna have to try to get some kids to buy into hey take a step back for a year or play four games (laughs) yeah you can still play four games that is that's why i do like that rule hey you know what 
we, we're not sure you're there yet. Here, okay, we'll put you out there and see if we give you a chance. Yep. Okay, you're not there yet. All right, here's what, here's a plan for the rest of the season. Yep. And then you have four years. Commit to it. Yep. You commit to that, and you're going to be successful. Or they get in right away, and then it's hey, you got what it takes. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, and that's that's going to be really hard to uh, to get in the mindset of a player to to sit a year. It, well, it really it, is whether they play four games or not, but. That is something that the coaches all across the country have to work on. It's not just Nebraska, of course. So um, you're going to see a lot more transfers throughout the years as as things progress in college football. You're going to see a lot of guys decommitting because they can go somewhere else and play right away. That's a D1 school. You're going to see a lot of that happening as time goes on. Um, like I said, I mean, I just I can't I can't wait for next year just because I, I see so many things happening in the next two three weeks. We're going to get more commits. We're going to get more and more guys. And I believe we could have a top 20 recruiting class. Um, like I said, if we're already ranked somewhere at 19 to 22, imagine if we get guys like Drew Mathis and some of these other guys that are transferring from schools. We still have a lot of guys on the block. That That's a big deal for Nebraska. And if we get a top 20 class, look for us to be in the top 25 preseason next year. I'm saying it now. I think it could happen. Yeah, and you know what? If not, that's fine. Yeah. Then we'll win the first – However many games, yeah, like twelve games, <laughs> and, and mechanic mechanic gave me crap for uh, you know talking about rankings, but you know it is it, we know what the rankings do. We know if you're ranked at the beginning of the season and you win games, it's only going to help. If you're not ranked and you win games, it might not help you. Yeah. Um, so you know if you want to get to that next level, um, it, it can definitely help to be ranked early. But we have to do work. We got to win. We got to if we go ten and two next year, obviously huge improvement. If we go seven and five, it's an improvement. We have to see improvement year to year. And I think another full year of strength and conditioning with the guys that are there now is going to drastically help what we do next season in 2019. That's true too. So I don't know. That's, that's what I got to say today. I'm really excited. Um, working more with Duvall another year. I mean, I just I think these guys are going to kill it. They're nothing but good things. I mean, Duvall is just. As much as, you know, we love certain players that are that are seniors now are moving on. Yep. Um, they've been here for four or more years, and yep. they've gotten into some bad habits. Yep. And so it's really hard to change that, even in one season. Mm-hmm. Especially when, you know, the first couple games maybe don't go your way. Yeah. It's really hard. So, yep. Um, last thing I'll say before we end the show here, if you guys are in the Lincoln area, um, in Omaha or in Lincoln, and you have some time to go down on Saturday from 12 to 2, Capital City Sports Car is going to give them a shout out here. They're going to have the senior te- the seniors from Nebraska Huskers. They're going to be signing autographs um, at Capital City Sports Car in Lincoln. Um, okay. So if you get a chance to go down there, you can also message them and um, and you can get some stuff uh, signed as well. You can buy something and they'll ship it to you, um, or you can get it to them early and they can get it signed and ship it to you, whatever. Uh, but they have some pretty cool. I mean, they're gonna have Morgan, they're gonna have a Zigbo, they're gonna have Mick, they're gonna have all the seniors. Their training is gonna be there. So if you want an autograph, ten dollars per autograph. So um, definitely uh, check them out if you can. Uh, they do a lot of really cool things, a lot of cool signings throughout the okay. year as well. So a um, couple last points here mckenna says talk about bad habits look at florida state <laughs> yeah because they don't have a frost that's coaching them right now no that's right in the ship he's a different coach yeah and it, it, it was getting worse yes it's, it's it's only getting worse so um 
be thankful that we have frost yeah uh and, and don't mention you know thanks for doing what we did this season uh moving over to cornhusker nation you know we're gonna we're gonna stay around guys we're not going anywhere we're gonna be here throughout uh the off season as well we'll talk more about commits uh we're working on getting more interviews scheduled not only with commits uh but also trying to get with the coaches uh we're trying to do a lot of things kind of spice up what we do uh get more attention and uh definitely give us a share if you're out on twitter once again at two average guys um definitely follow us on twitter uh follow the podcast share it with your friends and family that are husker fans um, you know, I, I think it is a lot of fun for us. Yeah, uh, we don't sure. we don't get paid for this. This is this is something we do just to hang out, drink a couple beers, and have fun. And uh, you know, I, I think it's it's going to continue, and we're only going to build build on this and get better. We hit 200 followers on Twitter today, <laughs> so high five on that. I, I know it's me doing done. all the work, but uh, and McKenna talks a lot of trash on you on uh, Twitter. I know I need to funny. get on the Twitter. Um, Sorry, McKenna. Anyways, but, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and we enjoy what we do, and we're going to continue doing it until we're we're old and, yeah, and gray and, and, and can't do we'll, it anymore. I mean, you still want to do? I mean, are we still going to post them here for like bowl? Oh yeah, and like conference championship next weekend. Yep. I mean, shows might not be as long. Yeah, uh, I, I think if there's recruits that commit. We might talk about them for a while, yep. or if we talk to somebody, maybe. Um, yeah, we'll we'll keep the podcast going. We'll keep if it's not a live show, a podcast. We'll keep going. So definitely follow yeah, we that. Can just do that too. That's fine. Uh, predictions for next week. So we got some games. Uh, you know, McKenna asked about predictions. We got Northwestern. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dalton will join us next year. We got we got some games next year for the championship. We got Texas, Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma's trying to avenge that one loss and and keep their playoff hopes alive over Ohio State, who plays Northwestern in the Big Ten championship. I'm gonna say now, look for an upset. I'm gonna I'm say it now. Look for an upset. I think Northwestern, um, they're a gritty team, and they might find a way to beat Ohio State. They're not gonna find themselves in a playoff, but they will definitely you eliminate know, Ohio they, State. They're an interesting team because you know their only loss in conference play was to Michigan. Yep. And they probably should have won that game. Yep. Um, they're down by ten points against us in the final three minutes. Come back and win the game. They go and win at Kinnick, which 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 I will say against us, they had the intentional grounding one of one of the two that wasn't called that should have been. But anyways, yes, they won. Um, so <laughs> I look out. I still see Ohio State winning this game and probably trying to run up the score. I'm I'm gonna say Northwestern. Here's here's I, we're, we're gonna make a bet. We're gonna make a bet right okay. now. We're making a bet. I know that you don't want Ohio State to win. I don't. Um, <laughs> and neither do I. But I'm going to make a bet because I think Northwestern, Pat Fitzgerald, this is the first time they've been in the Big Ten Championship. Uh, he's been in the Big Ten Championship. He's psyched. He's ready to go. They are going to come after Ohio State. They're going to bring the pressure. We know Dwayne Haskins is good. We know he is. But we also know he cannot scramble. We know he cannot move out of the pocket. He did he, run a few times against Michigan, and it was like, yeah, but he ain't, he ain't fast. You know they're going to bring the pressure. You know their defensive backs are going to play tight on their receivers because their receivers really aren't that great. But when they get in the open field, they're fast. Um, and their defensive backs, Michigan did not throw on the defensive backs enough. Yeah, but They didn't. They don't have the best defensive backs on their defense. Their defense is down this year, but Michigan didn't exploit that. Big mistake yeah. by them. Northwestern, I think Clayton Thorson is going to have the best game of his career. Um, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm, I'm saying just I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful okay. that Ohio State loses that game. I don't care if it means the Big Ten doesn't Big represent. Ten really doesn't rep- Big Ten prize out anyway. Thanks, Michigan. Yes. Uh, anyways, uh, loser goes to Iowa. I, 
I mean, really, it's a five-minute drive for me. I don't want to go. I don't want to cross straight lines anytime. But uh, I ain't going to Iowa. If I go to Iowa, I wear a Husker shirt and say Iowa sucks. How about that I guess in front of Kinnick? <laughs> Mahela's grandparents live there, so I go there every now and again. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go with Northwestern in that one. Um, and I don't know. What do you want to make a bet on? What do you want to bet? Mm. Now, you've been providing the beer. I know. So we could just do beer, I guess. Okay, yeah. If if I if you win, if Ohio State wins, I'll go and get you a, a thirty pack of Bush Light. Okay. If Northwestern wins, you know what kind of beer I like. I'll get you some nice IPAs. Yeah, he's gonna give me an IP. He's gonna give me some IPAs. So um, a quality twelve pack of IPAs is okay. what costs a thirty pack of Bush Light. So okay, <laughs> we'll call it good. That's fine. Uh, so that's our bet. Shake on. All right, all right, we're good. All right, Texas Oklahoma. Who you got? So, I've kind of gone back and forth on this one, um, but with just how many points Oklahoma gives up, I see Texas beating them. I think Oklahoma's offense is better. It is. Um, their de- Texas defense is better than Oklahoma's. And I guess the question is, Sam Ellinger, he played really well in that game. I don't know. Is he 100%? He, he's been up and down. You just don't know what you're going to get from him. He's been injured, I think, and he hasn't played as well, so... Yeah, I mean, you've seen uh, you've seen Buscelli come in a couple it's times. It's tough too because when, when you're when you're given an opportunity where Michigan loses, yep. there's a spot for a playoff. Now, you know, you might ramp it up a little bit. Yep. So I mean, and they probably think, hey, if we win this game, we're in over Ohio State. Yeah, even if Ohio State and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'd agree, I'd agree with that. So would I. Even if Ohio State runs the score up on Northwestern. Yeah. So. That's why I've kind of been going back and forth. Like, just so I, I got I got OU. I'll take Texas. I got OU. I think Texas defense is better, but I think OU's offense is going to be good enough to put up points. Texas will not put up that many points. Yeah, I just don't I think they will. Difference. Probably. I don't think they will. Um, OU scores. They score fast. Just to go against you, I'll take that. Georgia Bama. Alabama. I got Bama. I, I think Georgia, I think it's going to be close, uh, closer than what a lot of people might think. Auburn kept it close, so 17, 14 and a half. They kept it close through most of the game, and then uh, third quarter started midway through the third quarter, pfft, downhill, which yeah. Gus Malzahn looked for him to be uh, getting the boot from Auburn. Um, but I do think that game could be interesting. All right, I'll say something after. Go on to the next one. And Pitt and Clemson, I only put that on there. Because it's a conference championship game. It's a conference game. championship game, but I, I do think Pitt could give them some trouble. I, I mean, don't think they're going to win, though. Pitt played Notre Dame tough. Um, they played Syracuse maybe tough uh, when Syracuse yeah. was on a run. Yep. But uh, they lost 24-3 to Miami this last week. Yeah. They're 7-5. and five. I, Clemson's going to roll them up. Yeah. I, just, I don't see too many upsets coming unless Northwestern and beats Ohio The State. only other Power 5 doesn't mean anything. So yeah. um, Which is Friday night, Washington, yeah. Utah. Yeah, and uh, – Notre Dame won. They're undefeated. You know they're in. Um, that's not going to change. So Notre yeah, Dame's I mean, going to be probably, probably the third spot. So they're so probably we were tonight or tomorrow. Today, and if we got to this point now that we're talking about potential college football mm-hmm. playoff, um, you know, if Georgia does beat Alabama, both of those teams are going to be in. I would think because when the rankings come out tomorrow, Georgia is going to be at number four. Yep. If they beat Alabama, they're not going to drop Alabama that far. I don't know. I, I go back and forth on it just because we saw this last year, and we saw what happened. I don't know how ratings were during that, that, that championship game. I know I didn't watch a lick of it because I was pissed. I remember. 
remember. I was mad because two SEC teams, I, just, I wasn't having it. I disagree with it. If Alabama if Alabama loses that game and OU beats Texas, OU should make it in over Bama. But it's not going to happen. Alabama's going to win. Mean. It's just but not going to happen. That, if that does happen, then how are the rankings? Because yep. what you would think, what would happen if it was uh, – er- Early on when the playoff rankings come out, yep. is if a number four beat a number one and they were SEC, they would flip-flop them. Yep. Or one to th- one and three or something like that. They'd set it up so they play each other again. They're not going to do that. They're not going to have – if Georgia beats Alabama, they're not going to have them play again. They're going to have Georgia one. You think, you think Georgia would jump Clemson or, and Notre Dame? Come on, man. Or they would have <laughs> – Georgia two or three wouldn't matter, and Bama four, so that they could set up a rematch just like freaking last year. Yeah, but I, I think Bama's gonna win. I think Bama's gonna win. It's not gonna matter. Notre Dame's gonna be three this week. OU, Ohio State, they're gonna get in. Whoever, whoever, if OU loses, they're out. If Ohio State loses, they're out. If they both win, I think OU is in. I guess that's a scenario I hadn't thought of. What if Alabama beats Georgia and Ohio State and Oklahoma both lose? Georgia's in. That's bullshit. Who else would they put in? UCF. That's your but, next that's your next yeah, option. But Milton got hurt. They're, but, they're not gonna they're not gonna put them that high. But that's that would be your next option though. I don't know. I mean who who else who else would you put in? I'm with you. A two loss Michigan? That lost to Ohio State? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I, I mean, that, I that's, see that's that worthy of bringing up, but I don't see both of them losing. I don't see both of them losing either. So, either way, I, I think the final rankings, I think tonight what you're going to see is Georgia at four, Notre Dame at three, Clemson at two, Bama at one. Oh, for sure. And Oklahoma will be at five, and Ohio State will be at six. Yes. And I don't – well, maybe. Those could be flip-flopped. I, I think it should be the way you said it, but they could be flip-flopped. Ohio State should not jump over. If it's flip-flopped and Ohio State wins the Big Ten – and Bama loses, then they're in. Maybe. Yeah, I think the committee's stupid, anyways. But, um, all right. I, I think uh, I think that's enough for tonight. I think, okay. we're, uh, yeah, it was a fun show. Yeah, I appreciate right. you guys. Right. I do apologize. Uh, the podcast got cut off uh, due to my wife calling. Um, even though I told her that we're gonna be doing a show, anyways. Um, <laughs> well, shoot, my wife let the dog out. Yeah, so. shit, shit happens. Um, anyways, we. Uh, Harbaugh's tenure at Michigan. McKenna, you always bring in one more question. I think he's fine. He's not oh, going man. anywhere. He I won't. mean, he needs to figure out how to beat Ohio State because all really the talk does. was is, hey, this is the year to beat them. They're not playing very well right now. And that, that's what's funny. They're talking about today. They're like, yeah, you know, Ohio State, they had this big win, and, you know, they've been playing pretty well. And I'm like, mm. no, they have not. Previous week they took Maryland to overtime. They should have lost Maryland. They should have lost. We should have beat them or could have beat them. Yep. Minnesota, that, Indiana. That was, that was their first game where they looked like the Ohio State you would expect. Yeah, the first game all year. So, and, and that's that's I the fight against the committee is when you have one game where you've played a complete game, you really want to put them in the in the show when you got OU who's been doing it all year. Their loss to well, Texas was a hell you know of a what? game. Are you going to put them in there to play Alabama and lose thirty eight to nothing? Because I think OU Alabama could be a fun game. Because Oklahoma's going to score. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think that'd be fun. Yes. It sucks. The Big Ten will be out again, and that's like the third year in a row. But guess what? Sorry, Michigan, you, you effed up. Yeah. And and Ohio State, you and effed honestly, up And honestly, before yeah. Ohio State, I thought Michigan-Alabama could have been all right. I think it could have been. Yeah, we talked about that. So, um, 
Anyways, that's that's all we got for the show today, guys. Don't, we appreciate I don't it. did throw that in there. I did see that. Mac Brown, they North Carolina. About that yeah. today, Mac Brown, North Carolina. Uh, West Les Miles, the Kansas man. Last they just trying to sell tickets or what? I don't know. And then you got uh, what's his bucket? Um, uh, Kingsbury got the Kingsbury axe. out. USC held on to their coach. I was held surprised. Uh, I think it's a smart move though. That's a fifteen million dollar buyout. Yeah. They paid freaking what's his name at UNC twelve he, million bucks. He won a Rose Bowl. He won a conference championship. H- I mean, Helton's fine. He's he's not a bad coach. They're young. And they played a pretty decent game. And I think that's what, game, so. that's what saved him. That's what saved him. anyways, we will be back. We will be back. We'll uh, see you guys next Pudi, one last thing. McKenna says Notre Dame's overrated, so suck it. <laughs> anyways, uh, that's all we got for today. I'm Matt. Jimmy. We're two average guys. Thanks for joining in today. Sorry about the podcast. Um We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Take care.